Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show, The Big Show, the We're Driving Across North Missouri Today show, because, well, we're driving across North Missouri. Welcome to the show. We got a, we got a big, big schedule of, of, uh, hiking related posts hiking -related to go posts. on 3 I, I totally blacked out there. So let's get <laughs> right down to one. We're going to talk about blisters. Blister. Now, we I love like, blisters. We love blisters. Both my hiking, I just came back from a big hiking vacation. By big, I mean about a hundred miles in a week. In the mountains. Of hiking in the mountains. In the mountains. Yeah. Up there. With packs. And pronghorns. And grizzlies. And pronghorns and grizzlies and bisons, bisons and, and elk and all, mooses. All sorts of cool things. Mooses. 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 Which are not meese. But anyway. Just got back. And my hiking partner is a more experienced and accomplished hiker than I. So I learned a lot. And I practiced a lot of things. And I'm trying to share with you some of the things I learned. Since a lot of preppers are aware that uh, shoe leather is our method of transport of last resort. Well, that was loud. In case you just are curious, that's what happens when you get passed by people with Harley Davidsons. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of blew my train of thought a little bit. So, both of us had good shoes that were well broken in. And we had good <clears throat> sock selections because both of us had uh, practiced ahead of time to find combinations that worked for us because we didn't want to lame ourselves and ruin the last half of the vacation by being lamed. You so, didn't want to be any lamer than you normally are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like that joke? <laughs> like that joke. Okay. Just checking. So, first thing, make sure you've got shoes you can walk a long way in, and make sure you've got socks that you can walk a long way in. Make sure both of those are still things you can walk a long way in when wet. Because that's another thing that I discovered. Sorry, I have to readjust my headset. have to do it. Because it was falling down my face. Um, because you do get wet, even when it's fairly dry territory... And you wouldn't think you would. You find ways when you walk enough miles. I found lots of ways. Okay, now, now we'll, I'll throw in my caveat here. Also, all gear should be designed to be wet to dry. And all gear should be designed to be, um, if you're doing this for, you know, this is what you're trying to, you want to remain as uninjured as you can. And comfort is a way to keep yourself uninjured. If you're comfortable, you're not getting hurt. If you seriously blister up your feet in the first day of a bug out, you are going to significantly decrease your mileage on the other days of the bug out, and you're putting yourself at risk for serious infections. So this isn't just a, ooh, I got a little blister on my finger thing. This is a, I may be hobbled and unable to do the kinds of distance I need to do to get the heck out of here. This may cost you and your family your life. And now here's the, the kicker, too. We're not just talking about you. We're talking about if you're going to bug out by foot, and this is what your what your plan is or your contingency plan or plan F, but still a plan. What she's talking about means not just her, but every member of her group, her family, has to be the same situation. Because if one person gets the blister, you've all got 
the, the reduction in speed. Yep. So my uh, friend Doc is, in fact, a physician. And she's somebody who does 26-mile marathon-level hikes in deep sand, for all things. For sport, no less. Well, you weren't that far off from marathon hikes in the mountains. No, but the footing was better than the deep sand. Yeah, but the 13,000 feet also was a... (laughs) Yeah, well. But anyway, she knows a lot about blisters and how to deal with them. And when you walk lots of miles day after day, blisters and sore spots and things can happen. But the first thing you do is reduce them by getting shoes and socks that work, uh, that work on the kind of terrain you're going to be on, and that work when wet. I did some 15-plus miles with completely soaked shoes on one of these hikes because five miles in, there was a stream crossing. So there you go. And it was too bad a footing for me to want to do barefoot. So make sure it works when wet. I did check out what Doc had in her blister kit. And her first aid kit includes a blister kit. It's a very tiny kit, so it adds almost no weight. Do but we it's need got to make adjustments stuff. in ours? We do. Okay. We do. They have these things called toe trainers. For people who tend to get bunions and stuff because their toes want to run under each other when they walk. They're little bands that you put on two adjacent toes. And you buy them at a regular pharmaceutical, Walgreens, places like that. She didn't remember exactly what, where she got it. But since there was a CVS on the package, I have my suspicions. So these toe trainer things are useful for blisters on the toes. Because what happened to me is I, I had a couple of toes that got to rubbing together on one of the, uh, it was the, the, the 22 mile day, I think it was. I got my toes rubbing together a little bit and got a blister on one of them. So the next day I just put a little bit of lamb's wool, which is nice because it's still effective when wet. And although you could use cotton, you could use tissue. I did on a different day when I forgot to put the lamb's wool in. It doesn't work as well after it gets wet. So a little bit of lamb's wool, which you can also buy at the same kind of uh, pharmacy sort of places. Put that little bit of lamb's wool between the uh, two toes that are rubbing together, preferably before they blister. If you're walking and you think you might be getting a blister, you're getting a blister. You might be better off to stop and take care of it then than to let it develop and have a real issue that's going to take days to be walkable at optimal walking speed. So put the lamb's wool in between the two toes so they quit rubbing on each other. And then you put the little uh, band called the toe trainer around those two toes so they stay still relative to each other before you put on the shoe and sock the next day. And I was golden. That blister didn't even pop. It, It filled up with fluid pretty good the first day. But it went down some overnight, and I treated it this way, and it's done nothing but improve ever since. Eventually, the outer layer of skin will slough off. But by then, the skin underneath will no longer be this raw dermis that's going to change into a bloody mess as soon as it gets rubbed on. Okay, let's put on your physiologist hat. What exactly is a blister? You got various layers in the skin. The uh, cells of the various layers have connective tissue proteins that connect them one to another. When you have a side-to-side friction, like you're trying to repeatedly trying to pull the skin across the surface of the foot, you're getting a shear friction between those layers of skin, and the 
connective tissue proteins that are holding the layers together uh, rip and one layer of skin starts sliding over the top of the other layer. It causes a little damage. The immune system comes in. You get what is essentially swelling, but it collects in the space you've made between the two loose layers of skin. And that bubble of uh, lymph fluid or interstitial fluid that collects in there, you could call it an exudate at that point, is... The layer of exudate is the blister fluid. Sorry, we had a we had a slight detour, so we're good. Keep going. Yeah, I was wondering. Uh, no, so that was, that th- was that's what it is. You just uh, separate layers of skin a little bit. It collects a little bit of fluid because the immune system does that whenever you got a little bit of injury. Uh, that's what a blister is. You can pop blisters to drain them. If you're going to do that, Doc had a... Uh, she offered me a nice, clean... Uh, pin, safety pin, that she keeps in the kit for that purpose if you need to open a blister because she suggested that I not slice it open because the more skin you can keep over the damaged area, the better. So a poke is better. But you absolutely want to do it with something clean because that fluid has access to your bloodstream. Okay, we're going to take a short pause. We're at a uh, gun store, so yeah. So for the blister kit, you got the toe trainers, you got a little bit of lamb's wool, which can be reused, put between the toes to reduce friction. Uh, If you're going to pop the sucker, pop it with a pin, but Doc doesn't, and I don't. If the blister gets so rounded and full and tight with fluid that you can't walk on it, then sometimes you got to pop it. But if you can get by without popping it. Some of the fluid will reabsorb overnight once you get off of it, generally. And And it'll go into your lymphatic system. And it will go into your lymphatic system. He's been living with a physiologist for a while now. We'll go directly into your lymphatic system. If you want to learn all about the lymphatic system, I can tell you how. This is the best way. There's a movie um, uh, about uh, (laughs) them shrinking a, a... a bunch of scientists into a little submarine and sticking him inside of a guy's body to to cure him. A Fantastic yeah. Voyage is what it's called. It's a 60s movie. Raquel Welsh, and that's back when she was in her prime. Um, don't really remember much else out of the movie other than the lymphatic system is somewhere that if you're in a tiny submarine inside of a person, you do not want to be sucked into. Because that's where your immune system hangs out, a lot of it. <clears throat> so, yeah. And it looks... The, the, the pathways that, <laughs> to suck your little um, internet self look just like um, stage doors with uh, torn sheets hanging down, <laughs> blowing inside. That's what the lymphatic system looks like, apparently, because this was a really, really accurate movie. Yeah, for the miniature submarine being injected into the brain. Yeah, but they had to get deal. they had to get the thing out because the miniaturization only lasted so long, and not good for the patient to leave it in. Good, good for the patient if the submarine turns back into full size. Well, it's in your head. Yeah, that's just bad. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So yeah, don't pop the blisters if you can avoid it. Is my way to go. And if the you do have to relieve the fluid out of the blisters, leave as much skin over them as possible to reduce the chance of infection. Unless you get dirt 
caught up under some of that dead skin, and then you want to go ahead and uh, flush it out, get it out of there, and bandage it up and over. Do you want any antibacterial stuff? or Antibiotic ointment, if the blister breaks, then and you don't have a cover of skin over it for whatever reason, then you want antibiotic ointment over the uh, place where the raw skin is exposed. Then you just got a raw wound. Yeah. It's like skinning yourself. And you treat it like a any other raw wound, yeah. Uh, but uh, she likes to carry lidocaine if she's got to walk further on it. Sometimes during these really long hikes, she gets a blister in the middle, she puts some lidocaine on it, that'll help her get back. Because you got to get back to the car, guys. Even when you're hiking for fun, you got to get back to the car. Yeah, so. the lidocaine is uh, interesting stuff. And I'm a big believer in lidocaine. Uh, you can have the lidocaine cream. It's over-the-counter stuff, but li- lidocaine really works. And uh, so I'm thinking it's a really good thing to have in a first aid kit. But, again, it's one of those deals where um, – I'm not sure, unless if you're on a day hike, I'm not sure I'd carry it with me on a day hike. I'd carry it with me in my in my back-at-the-hotel equipment because everything you add is weight, and weight yeah. is bad. Neither one of us carried lidocaine on the hike for this one. She's She'd done it on the marathon-level hikes in the sand, which causes horrendous blisters, and she wanted to finish, so she brought the lidocaine, but mostly not. So lidocaine's an option, but it's not one I generally find worth the wait. The other thing is uh, moleskin. Moleskin is, it's kind of like a tape, which has adhesive on one side, and then it's got various thicknesses or levels of sponginess, depending on which one you buy. And then it's got a uh, another surface on the other side. The idea is you get the moleskin and you cut it, to put it like in a donut around where the blister is, because it helps reduce contact of the shoe and sock with the blister surface. You can put moleskin on a spot when you start to get a hot spot before it's an actual blister is the best time to use the moleskin, because then you don't get the actual blister because you're taking pressure off it. But if you already do have a blister, you can moleskin around that too, and it greatly increases your ability to walk. With the blister, because you're not just scraping the whole weight of your shoe against it with every step. Which will really shorten your stride after a while. while. Or it will totally rip up the raw skin if you try and tough it out. So, My blister expertise is not very helpful. I was a drum corps kid. (laughs) Lip blisters? uh, We had uh, real problems with blisters because we're playing six, eight hours a day. Every day for uh, four months. And uh, you can develop quite a set of blisters on your lips. So I can tell you exactly how to, <clears throat> excuse me, exactly how to use the product Blistex perfectly. But that well, does not help. There you go. To feet. Not a big bug out issue, probably. No. Yeah. But, um. Something that should be in everybody's bug out kit that you may not be thinking of is not only um, lip salve, the uh, chapstick kind of stuff. Yeah, lip balm. But get the lip balm that has sunscreen built into it. Make it dual purpose. So you put on your lip balm for the 
for the, um, and they do make the stuff. Put on lip balm, but put on the lip balm with sunscreen to keep your lips from burning. Yeah, if you're not out in the sun a lot, that can be a giant issue. Yeah. I don't use it because I'm out in the sun yeah, a lot. We're, we're out in the sun And I'm sun adapted, so I don't tend to burn. But if you're an indoor person trying to become an outdoor person, do not misunderestimate the importance of uh, skin uh, sun, sunscreen. Yeah. Especially if you're going into the mountains. Because there's less atmosphere between you and the sky. And it's more deceptive because the air is cooler because it's thinner. And you don't notice the strength of the sun as much as you do as when it's making you really hot. Or on water. Yeah, or on water. So my my, uh, hiking partner was actually starting to have a problem with that. And she used... uh, she happened to have some lipstick in her purse. Heaven knows why, because she almost never wears the stuff. But she did happen to have some of the stuff. So here we are in all our hiking, grubby clothes, bison dirt all over them and everything else. Bison dirt? But, <laughs> bison dirt? <laughs> yeah, if you get bison on the ground and they churn up the ground and they add their own special ambiance to it, what you get is bison dirt. Bison dirt. Yeah. And we had plenty of that on us. But by golly, she had her lipstick on. And it's because uh, it works as a partial sunscreen and lip moisturizer if you don't have anything else. So, you know, make do. All right. Well, there you go. Blisters. Hey, don't underestimate the the importance of proper fitting shoes. Do not underestimate the importance of having those shoes broken in. And, of course, do not underestimate the importance of having a good pair of blister reducing socks they make actual socks that do this it's they make them on purpose she wears them when she's uh hiking she wears them when she's skating and they have saved me a ton of blisters because whenever i forget to wear them and i go for a long skate i still tend to get blisters but i almost never forget them i've got a couple pair and i've been wearing the heck out of them for years they were expensive but they lasted forever Uh, so there we are And we will talk to you later. Bye-bye.